Welcome to Pull the Shoot, our weekly podcast where we talk to business owners, C-level executives, and experts from around the world. Our goal, to help as many businesses as possible grow to the next level. It's our hope that by interviewing these business leaders and hearing how they built their culture and their company, that you might gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission is to change the top-down mentality of leadership and help others to create and implement a transformational leadership style that is uplifting, supportive, and appreciative towards your people. We believe if you grow your people, you'll grow your company. I'm your host, Jeff Cecil. Hey, we're back, Jeff and Jana. We're back on the air here. Hey, Jana, good morning. <laughs> good morning, oh. everybody. Hey, um, you know, I came across this really cool little fact that I want to talk to you about before we jump into things. Really want your input. Check this out. So ABC News released a survey that said four out of 10 workers in the U.S. report that their jobs have either at some either have a somewhat negative or extremely negative impact on their mental health, according to the survey. That's unbelievable. Four out of 10. Do you realize that's almost half of the, of the American workforce feels like there are mental issues in the workplace. That is huge. And that goes back, as you know, Jeff, that goes back to what are the protocols? Are people communicating with each other? Do people like each other? Is there resentment? You know, there's all of this stuff going on now. As we come back into the workforce from literally hibernating for almost two years, I see this all the time. I know you see it with your clients. We see it as, you know, people that we work with together. People are are a little unsettled as to how they're going to be positioned in the workplace now because some of them are working at home. Some of them are working sometimes at the office. People that have to be at the office, like healthcare workers and bankers and things like that, they're resentful of people that are in sales or are in any kind of IT where they get to work from home. So there's definitely this kind of new buzz. It's like, it's so funny because we know the 2016 to 2019 buzz was like, we're all going crazy, right? right. Working. Right. We're all overworked, blah, blah. Then suddenly we get thrown into this forced isolation where nobody's making money, nobody's working, we're all cranky. And then the minute we get back into the workplace or whatever semblance of that, everybody's like, now I don't even know what to think. And I still have I still have frustrations about the workplace and issues. What do you think? I mean, right. what do you and- think? And, and so the, the other thing that I'm seeing, too, is, and this has come up a couple of times, people like to work from home, but you get that out of sight, out of mind thing with the bosses, yes. right? And so when promotions come up or opportunities come up, they're out of sight, they're out of mind, they don't think wow. about it as much where there's other people in the office. So there's this whole, you know, the hybrid thing probably is going to be the long-term answer. I mean, yes. totally working remotely, although I've been doing it for, you know, 20 years, um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a different animal, but mm-hmm. most people are used to, uh, being able to communicate with people. But, you know, if you're working for a boss, you want the boss to see some of the things that you're doing yes. and stay at the top of their radar with things. You know, you always want to be doing the new things, but I find that interesting. I was just talking to someone last night, as a, excuse me, as a matter of fact, and he was saying that, you know, when you communicate you're in the office, sometimes you're like going back and forth really quick. And yes. then this person feels left out. Yeah. Because and, and yes. they're you know and it's a chain of command thing, right? Yes. So they're like actually a boss that works from home, but mm-hmm. then some of the underlings are working in the office. 
Right. And so what's happening is the boss is going to the underlings and not going to the head of the department because the head of the department is working from home. That's right. It's, it's causing issues all over the place. It, but I it is cause, yeah, it's causing a little bit of that chain of command issue for sure. What I talk about, I just did a keynote on this. I think, you know, uh, you know, yep. at the chamber about how do we kind of how do we maneuver this new post covid communication issue and there's a couple of ways that i feel like might help and that is first off everybody has to be in the same room at least once a week i believe they just have to be there so that they so that there's face to face contact there's eye contact there's what i call soul to soul which is a big huge part of communicating Absolutely. it just the uh, i talk about the electronic energy all of this weird woo science yep, stuff yep. but it's true that stuff is 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 real and tangible and touchable as i say so really we so let's at least think these people that are struggling with mental illness or struggling with these issues at work that there's got to be some way that we all get together in the same room once a week now for for the times when you don't do that what i suggest is get if if somebody is working remotely put them on a zoom call or put them on the computer so at least again there's some kind of energy and eye contact even though it's camera to, you know camera to in person or camera right. to camera the other thing that a lot of people are starting to do trending which i think is really funny and i knew this would happen just based on how people are is people are starting to not turn on their cameras on zoom calls i know right and, and that's not cool, you guys. I say, guys, that's not cool. The whole point of uh, that, as opposed to a telephone, is we want to feel and see and watch your energy, even though it's not face to face. You know, well, one of the one of the tips that I always give out is make sure everyone is on a Zoom call, and then have if you're the one doing all the speaking, have somebody else looking at every one of the people that are on the call, and and kind of see because you can see if they're stressed out. Like, yes, I mean, there's yes. certain people that have those tells, right? You know, the, the girl that puts her hand through her hair all the time or the, <laughs> or, the, or the guy that's never paying. He's like looking at the other way. He's never really paying attention to what's going on because he's stressed out. There's so much to do. And those are the people that you, if you know they're stressed out, set up a one-on-one -on -one meeting with them and kind of go, yes. right, talk to me about what's going on. Yes, exactly. There you has know, to be communication yeah, because, because mental illness is a real thing. It's a yeah, real thing. And it really is. I think, I think there's a few things, a few thoughts I have about it. number one, mental illness is just in the forefront in general, you know, in, in public, in all public platforms, whether it's talking about a family structure, whether it's talking about a certain generation, certainly the Gen Zers are much more expressive about the fact that they're dealing with it because of the social media stigma and what they've had to deal with in, you know, in higher and lower education, middle school, right. high school, college, you know, and then there's just the, the simply the stresses of everyday living and trying to make a living in this difficult time financially and economically that we're in. So that mental illness is not going away. I don't think it's going away. I think we're going to have to like, you know, we talked about, I think the workplace in every situation and in each different unique situation is going to have to address it. How can I make my work, my workforce and my work environment be the healthiest that it can be? And mental illness is going to be one of the, the big topics. I, you know? I agree. I agree. And so I, I agree. I think, I think we got, you know, again, you got to talk about it. You got to get yeah. everybody in the same room and talk about it or talk about it one-on-one. -on -one. Like you said, Jeff, that's a great suggestion where a boss or a VP says, okay, buddy, you know, what can I do? Or girl, what can I do here to help you? What, what is it that you need that you feel like you're not getting and that you're stressed out about? Let's try to resolve it. You know, well, it shows them that you care enough. I mean, you know, when I used to do that, when we were going through the pandemic and I, I did exactly what I just described and people go, you saw that. And I'd go, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I, you know, yeah. I know you well enough that I, I saw that on the camera. 
And like, Absolutely. Ah. And I'm like, okay, now tell me what's going on. And then they kind of spill their guts and we talk through. And a lot yeah. of times, you know, what these guys go through is they, they have all the stuff kind of built up and all they need is for someone to kind of open that door a little bit and just let them kind of get it all out. And yes. then they feel better about that too. So I know. It's, it's, well, I and the other thing quickly stuff. I'll say, sorry, let me just, right. uh, just add on to that, Jeff. The other thing is um, they always think that they're isolated. Like nobody else is feeling yeah. this. You know what I mean? Like that's a, str- a little bit of the struggle too, is that I'm the only one, you know, I'm, I'm on an Island here with these kinds of feelings and they're quite common in fact. Right. Okay. So go ahead. Well, I just wanted to shift gears because I, I did want to talk a little bit about um, there's an upcoming panel that we're doing that you're the moderator for. I'm excited about that. We're, yes. we're going to be talking about operational challenges and specifically we're going to be talking about marketing. So yes. I thought I wanted to spend a little bit of time today talking about some of these marketing challenges that that people are going through and, and maybe we can kind of identify a few of those and just kind of talk through some uh, some solutions for some of those. But I mean, for me, when I'm out there and I'm talking to people, uh, probably one of the biggest challenges is that I'm finding people figuring out is how do I talk to, and, and you talk about this often, how do I talk to the different generations? Yes. Because the communication to them is all different. Yes, it and is. And so I, they're struggling. They're like, yeah, I want to reach you know, certain people, but I got, you know, I still got a few baby boomers that are out there, you know, I got the millennials that are out there and the Gen X and the Gen Z and, and, but everyone reacts differently to different things. What are your thoughts on that? So I think here's, there's a few things, a few things that I suggest for clients and companies. And number one is you absolutely have to be completely clear about your brand to begin with. In other words, that includes your collateral, that includes your visual branding, that includes the messaging that you're saying out there verbally, uh, whether you're doing interviews or you writing, you're doing dialogue, whether it is an email structure, keynotes, whatever it is. What I always say is the words have to match the writing, have to match the actions. Absolutely. And so a lot of so once you get that, I think Jeff, once we really identify for a company or or an entrepreneur, solopreneur, what is like I would say sharpen your pencil, keep sharpening your pencil, really know who your audience is. That's the first thing. And then know what you want to say and how you want to present your brand. And then interestingly, from the different generations, that's absolutely true. There are ways that we are going to brand to baby boomers. It's going to be much more experiential, much much more about how it, you know, how it sort of helps solve whatever larger problems when you're marketing or, you know, I can not that you're all things to all people, but you really are identifying like we say the pain points. Yeah, That's right. kind of the generation, the older generations or, you know, that Gen X and Gen Y and baby boomers that understand that. For the for the millennials and the Gen Zers, a lot of what they like is action. They want to see how it how the how a, a company in action works, you know what I mean? Or, or quickly through video, through social media, through, um, through dialogue with, with, uh, just with customers in general, like out in the open, they, there's always like gotta be some kind of sizzle to it, like some kind of fun or some kind of element of not performance, but you know what I mean? Interest, which is why TikTok is so big. And Insta is so big with the, with those generations, because a lot of what they grew up with or how they attracted to their brands was through social media, right. you know, videos, that kind of thing, computer advertising, anything where they're getting ads on a Facebook and Google and that kind of thing. Whereas the the more mature generations are very much used to television ads and maybe radio or even written print, right. that kind of thing, you know, what they see in print. So 
The key is to, number one, sharpen that pencil and really know what your core values are. What's your mission statement? What's your, who are you shop, you know, who are you selling to, whether it's B2B or B2C? And then understanding like how to resonate with uh, a, a Gen Zer and a millennial with something maybe more social media driven or such. And then maybe the Gen Xers and the baby boomers, we do something a little bit more traditional with yeah. traditional media. I think that's the key in marketing is find your pencil, you know, yeah. and really sharpen it. What do you think? Um, so I absolutely agree with you. I always tell people, you know, when we're working, like when I bring a new client on, we spend the first couple of weeks just doing and reviewing what they have. Brand is one of the biggest things that we do. We look at their brand, we look at their messaging. Um, because what happens is where they started may not be where they're at today, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, things mm-hmm. change, you know. I mean, you were saying things a certain way, and now it's morphed a little bit, but and you maybe you've morphed morphed verbally what you're saying. But mm-hmm. if you changed your website, if you changed your social media, you know, mm-hmm. if you changed all your other stuff to match what you're saying when you talk to people and give them the 30-second elevator pitch. The other interesting thing that I always do too is I always say, you know, let's say they're a small company, they have I don't know, 15 employees, mm-hmm. um, which you know, if you're the owner, that's 14 additional people that are your salespeople mm-hmm. whenever they're out, right? Because people always say, hey, so where do you work now? What are you doing? You know, right. you sell the company and they say, well, what, is, what do you do? And so you got your 30 second elevator pitch to do it. The question is, is everybody saying the message the same way? Yes, that's yeah. so important. Right? Isn't that great? <laughs> yes. and, and, then, and then here's the other part. I always say, I love when people tell me what they do. And I go, so not quite sure what it is that you're doing. Can you give me a little more? Yes, which exactly. Is the, which is the dagger, right? Because uh-huh. if you can't tell me what you just told me in 30 seconds and I don't get it, then you know, you're going to spend another couple of minutes, but you lost me. Because I'm like, if you don't know your product, why would I want to know your product? Absolutely. And, and there's key language around ways to position that elevator pitch. I actually call it in my book, I call it your passion pitch rather than elevator pitch. Because I love yeah. the idea of elevator. It's cute, but it's old. It's old. You know, so I always say, what's your passion pitch? You know what you've got? You got to win me over in like 10 seconds. Yeah. Mr. Person talking about your business. Like, yeah. so I want you to zero in on why you're doing it. You got to have a little bit again of that personal personal touch in it. Otherwise, if it's just a bunch of sales babble, I'm going to show, I'm going to, you know, we know how to tune that out. That's been going on for 50 years. We're real good at tuning that out now, but yes, absolutely. You've got to have some kind of meaning behind it, some kind of intention behind it, but the actual structure of what it is you do, that has to be consistent from worker to worker to worker. Otherwise it is confusing in the marketplace, especially if you're those 14 people in your small business are all going to different networking events or they're going to make sales calls. They're going to bigger businesses. You know, it's very interesting. Like I always think of that, like some of the really old, this will show you how old school I am, but like a Taco (laughs) Bell, you know, some of those, you know, like the little Taco Bell Chihuahua that ended up making like 52 billion for Taco Bell that, (laughs) you know, in a year. But some of these interesting things now, like the progressive insurance and, you know, some of these commercials where, yes, all the comedy behind all of that advertising is very fun and you we that's how they they hook you in but right. the message is still the same with a lot of these bigger companies that have paid millions of dollars to these big ad agencies to come up with that you know yeah it's yeah, really interesting how branding is is but it's very important the marketing is important is. the marketing well, is the most important it is and the messaging is is key i'll tell you a quick story um, I had a guy in, in one of my networking groups that I would see and I would, you know, I always get my five second, you know, pitch of what, what we do with yes. pull the shoot. And I got up and I explained what pull the shoot was all about. And for the first 
two or three times after that that he met me, he could never remember my name, but he's like, you're the pull a shoot guy. See, that's and I great. Was like, it that's is great. a great name. Right? It is a great name, Jeff. It's awesome name. But isn't and tell everybody why, tell everybody why that name is because you're a skydiver. You like to right? skydive. Yeah. I think that's yeah. like the coolest thing ever. Would I get my fanny in up in a plane and skydive? No, <laughs> I would not. But I really admire you that you do that. And then now you've got this great, you know, this great company that we yeah. all are part of that. Yeah, it's a cool name. It is that's a fun. very memorable name. That was smart about that was smart. So that is smart with people. The first thing you want to do is come up with something that is memorable, as long as it's not too obtuse. Like sometimes people get way obtuse with their, right. you know, with their branding and their name. It's like, okay, don't go so crazy. Cause we, you know, remember we, as people and consumers, we're human and we like emotion and we like, you know, some kind of touchy feely about right. it. So yeah, don't get too clinical, but yes, it is very important. That's the first step is to find whatever it is that you are identified with and hook them in. And then from there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and I think it's I think it's also interesting that um, people are struggling with just kind of the proper messaging. I, I talk to more people, they're like, well, I'm marketing all yes. over the place, but I'm not getting people reaching back out to mm -hmm. me, right? Mm -hmm. And that has to go with, again, this is a marketing challenge in my opinion, but that has to go with what's your call to action and are yes. you resonating with people? I mean, you can yeah. market all over the place, but are you hitting them where their pain point is? That's, That's the exactly key, right? right? And so yeah. figuring that out is such a challenge. I mean, there's it so is many a people, challenge. You know, it's, it it's is a, a challenge. lot of testing. And what I say is there's got to be some service in it. There has got to be some sort of give in it. Like you said, pain point, that's a way to put it. But a softer way that I talk about a little bit, you know, with some of my people is what are, what is the service that you're offering them? Like, I mean, I mean, from like a heart place, not service as in just, you know, are you blowing up their tires and changing mm -hmm. their oil, that kind of thing. But I mean, like, are you coming at it from a point of a service heart kind of, you know what I mean? Not to get too ethereal with it or too gooey, right. but. Yeah. Are you passionate about it enough to where you really do want to help this person solve that pain point or whatever that is? And I think that's a big thing, too, especially as there's so much noise out there right now. There is so much, so crud, much. crud that we get. We're now getting it on Google and we're getting it on our phones and we're getting it on Facebook and all the social media platforms. We're getting it on TV. We're getting it on the radio. We drive down the street and we see a billboard or we see a sign lit up you know, now they're putting it on the sides of trucks yeah. and on park benches. And it, it, there's just so much visual noise out there for people that you really do have to know how to cut through in your marketing and your branding. You've got well, to know. And I like to use the word authentic, right? So if you yes. come across authentic, people are going to resonate with you more. Absolutely. And then if, if you come across and they kind of go, yeah, that's kind of some BS. I, yeah. I don't really believe that person. Right. You know, in my younger days, it was funny. I used to, I, I had a, gentleman that I was working with and he was the sales guy and I was the, you know, the tech guy. So I knew mm -hmm. exactly how everything worked. And we'd go on sales calls and, and he'd do his old sales thing. And then I had one guy one time look at me and go, all right, now you tell me what really is going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> right? great. And then basically he was saying yeah. that, you know, the, the sales guy was yes. a lot of, you know, a lot. Yeah. Again, a rapping, lot of noise. You know, yeah. Right. But, but he I would say a lot of wrapping paper around yeah, that. There you go. You know, give, just get hit, you know, give me the, yeah. Give me the, the skinny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think is another challenge that, that people are having right now in marketing? Well, I think, I definitely that. think there's the social media aspect. Like a lot of people say is social media still relevant when, to, you know, in marketing and advertising, right. I think it is. But I think, again, you've got to know how to identify it and you've got to know the difference between 
the different platforms, you know, if you're going to do social media, you've got to know the difference in how people view Insta, people view Facebook, people view TikTok, people view Twitter, you know, are you going to do some kind of narrative on those platforms? That's not, you know, nobody wants to see that. It's a little bit different. You have to know your age market, you know, your marketing, what age category you're marketing to. I think that's very important as to how you position. So, and, you know, I hear this a lot too, being, you know, a print person, just uh, in general. And people say, you know, is print dead? I don't think print is necessarily dead, but I do think you have to position it a certain way. One of the big things that I think is is resonating now is educating people. Because okay. there, again, there's a lot of noise out there, but if you can educate on a plat on kind of a in a way that's general, but also, again, answers a, a kind of a pertinent question mm-hmm. within whatever that business structure is, I think that also helps. Again, that's that kind of um, uh, that kind of subconscious uh, service heart or service mind where you're actually answering a question for somebody. So I think that's a lot of it. It's just, again, there's so much noise out there, Jeff. It's like, you've got to, you've got to know where you resonate the most on, on what platforms. Do you feel like your business works better um, face-to-face in networking, that old grassroots thing where you're going to go out there and you're going to network all over the city or all over the area. Right. You've got to have a website that then addresses that and matches that. You've got to have your collateral materials that match that. So I think continuing to sharpen your pencil and knowing when to use social media, print, radio, TV versus when to network. You know, LinkedIn is a great is a great platform. So I think, again, you just got to know how to use it all. Right. Well, I was just going to ask you about LinkedIn because I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's a business networking platform, right? It's yes. not a social networking platform yes. like Facebook. It's a right. business networking platform. And I get a, the biggest kick out of people that connect with me or I connect with them is probably the better way to put it. And then I kind of reach out and say, hey, would you like to get on a call? I'd love to learn more about you. And they're like, why are you reaching out to me? You don't know me. I'm like, why did, A, why did you connect with me? And yes. B, yes. isn't that what this platform is for? Absolutely. It, 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 so it's like, I get confused with people that don't leverage what they have. Absolutely. And, and, then, and then kind of get angry when you do. It's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? You know, that's yeah. what this is all about. You know, we got we got to be able to network with people and, and reach out knowing that if you connect with me, I'm going to maybe see how you're doing and what your business is about. And maybe there's yes. a chance that we work together, but that's what it's about. What it really boils down to, in my opinion, is knowing what your business is, who you're going after, and then listing every possible way that you can get your message out there, but then really studying those platforms and those opportunities and knowing how best to zero in and not waste your time on them. That's the key. You can waste your time for months and months and months doing social media. If that's not your demographic, you're wasting your time because, you know, the 25 year olds are not going out and, you know, perhaps buying a Bentley or or whatever it is, whoever it is that you're selling to. But you know what I mean? I think a lot of that, you know, if you're somebody that wants is is trying to get people to do uh, prostate exams, for example. You know, <laughs> right. don't reach twenty five year old women. That's not right. that's not cutting. You've got to you've got to again sharpen that pencil and know who your audience is, and then make sure that on all of those different opportunities to advertise and market, you really understand that platform and that medium, so that you're speaking the right language to get engagement in it, like you said, in an authentic way. And I think that's really, that's going to be our challenge, in my opinion, in the next two to five years. Because as digital media was so hot 10 years ago, now it's starting to fizzle a little bit. You know, I look at the numbers and we study the numbers, we coaches and such. And it's like, now there's been so much noise there 
Right. You got to know who your audiences are. It's the same thing. You got to know when to use print and radio, when to go network and when to go speak at chamber events and things about your business. And what are you going to say when you get up? What are you going to say when they give you that 10 minutes to talk about your business? That's the key. That's the yes. key. Hey, Jenny, we got to probably close this down. You and I could do this all the time. And, and we I know we could, we could talk for 10 other. years like this. Well, we'll be back. We're, we're, we're going to start doing this more and more because we just have too much fun doing this. But, I know uh, it. But as always, love having you on as the co-host. It's a blast. And uh, thank you. There's, there's a lot going on out there in marketing. We are getting ready to start a five-part series uh, of a panel that uh, Jana is going to moderate for us. And um, each every every two weeks, we're going to do a different topic. So it's all about operational challenges. The first one is on November 17th. Yes. And it's going to be talking about marketing. And then we're going to talk about systems. We're going to talk about sales. Um, and then we're going to probably roll into the new year and we're going to talk about finance and people eventually. But if you're excited uh, as we are about this panel, um, please look for us on LinkedIn. Follow Pull the Shoot. Uh, the panel's there as well. And um, hopefully you learn a lot of stuff like you do when you listen to these podcasts. So, hey, Jenna, it was great. Um, you know, Thank you, the, Jeff. The cold weather doesn't get to us too much this week. I know. I know. I say bring your plants in because, you yeah. know, that big freeze that, that we had a few weeks ago, this one's the real deal. This has gotten this down to the 20s. Yeah. I know. It's going to be kind of crazy. So I know. all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening. Um, we're here. So if you ever need any kind of coaching help or if you have questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, you know, it's pretty simple. You can do info at pulltheshoot.net. Um, you can reach out to Jana at janalandry.com. Um, we're here to help you guys. That's what the whole purpose of this podcast is all about. And, you know, we can set up a short 15 minute call just to see if you like what you hear and we can learn a few things about you and, and maybe take you beyond that and we'll see where things go. But, uh, but we're here for you. And that's the whole goal of this. So yes. again, our 10 year mission is to help as many companies grow and be the best they can be. So the podcast is part of that. So we hope that you've enjoyed this and uh, continue to listen as we continue to bring you topics that hopefully help your business grow. In the meantime, stay safe and be healthy until the next time we talk.